You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Our scripture reading this morning is from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you to Sharon for reading our scripture lesson today. When I was in the fifth grade, once a week, I had the opportunity to go to an old tannery in Fairfax County. It was the site of an archaeological dig. I would take pails of dirt, dump them into a dirt sifter. So it's this box with wooden sides, and then you have a mesh bottom. You shake the box, and the dirt falls through. But what remains may be of interest or may just be junk. Every once in a while, I would be lucky, and I would find an interesting piece of pottery or something else. Most often, it wasn't too exciting. If we had been out west, we may have been hunting for items that were millions of years old instead of just hundreds of years old. Today, we are virtually traveling together to a site filled with fossils, Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona. This national park looks a little different than a lot of the other ones. 
The ones that have trees that are green this time of year look very different from petrified forest. The trees there breathed in carbon dioxide and breathed out oxygen for the very last time millions of years ago. This park is filled with dead trees. What we see now appears to be a desert, but it was once steaming swamps filled with tropical forests. As trees would die naturally, they fell into the rivers where they drifted along and they became infused with the water. Over thousands of years, these trees became petrified, turning into beautiful stone. Now many of them are broken apart to reveal the glimmering quartz and the beautiful amethyst of different colors. There are also fossils of creatures that are long extinct, including dinosaurs. Looking across this desert, you could definitely say you were in a valley of dry bones. We find ourselves in the midst of a valley of dry bones in today's scripture as well. Under Babylonian control, there were two waves of exile from Jerusalem and the kingdom of Judah. The first deported the Judean king and other leaders, including a young Ezekiel. Ten years later, after an uprising, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed, including the temple, and a second wave of people were deported. For those finding themselves away from Jerusalem in exile, it seemed as if they might just disappear, losing their identity, faith, and culture. They began to assimilate into the culture of the Babylonian people. Based on the theological rationale of the ancient world, it was believed that the God of Jerusalem had been destroyed by a more powerful deity from Babylon, and so it was easy for the Judeans to believe that their God had abandoned them. In the midst of this valley of dry bones, in the midst of exile and despair, Yahweh, God, raised up the prophet Ezekiel. In today's text, God takes Ezekiel into this valley and begins a song of lament. Ezekiel is in a graveyard. All around him are bones, the remains of what once was. The people in exile felt very much like dry bones themselves, spiritually dry, emotionally dry. So God calls on Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones, and as he does, God tells him the bones will come together and be covered in flesh and yet still have no breath. God is telling Ezekiel, to prophesy to those in exile, to the ones who feel like dry bones, to prophesy that God has not abandoned them, that even though they have left Jerusalem, even though they've left the life that they knew, God is still with them. And so in this vision, Ezekiel is told to prophesy again, to breathe life, ruach, if you remember from two weeks ago on Pentecost, that word ruach, meaning spirit, meaning breath, God tells Ezekiel to prophesy again, to prophesy to the spirit, to the ruach, so that the four winds will come and fill those bones with new life. Ezekiel offers a prophetic message of deliverance, a promise that even bones can find new life that God, Yahweh, remains faithful, 
and the people of Israel will be delivered from their exile and filled with God's Spirit. Dry, rattling bones that are reanimated with ligaments and muscles placed back upon them, covered in skin and filled with breath, this is a resurrection story. But the most important thing to remember in Scripture is that resurrection is different from simple resuscitation. Resurrection doesn't mean going back to life as you knew it, going back to business as usual. Following resurrection, life isn't the same as before. After the resurrection of Jesus, he bore the scars of what had happened to him. He said, feel the scars on my hands and on my side. And yet, he was a new creation. He had new life, resurrection, not just resuscitation. The new life that we celebrate at Easter and every Sunday is the same type of new life that God can breathe into us. In resurrection and renewal, God does a new thing. There's another prophet in exile named Isaiah, and he says this, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What new thing is God doing through resurrection of bones in the valley? The message God has for the exiled people of Israel is the same message that God has for us. Exile does not mean that God has left us. Death does not have the final word, even when it feels like every sign of life is gone. God is with us. God is making all things new. God is making a way in the wilderness, springing rivers in the desert, bringing life to dry bones. God asks, can these bones live? There are dry bones all around us, the remnants of life as we knew before COVID-19. The church was a place where we could gather in person and greet one another with a hug or a handshake. When work and school and life just sped along with the typical rhythm of leaving the house every day. But now the days blur together for people who stay home day after day. The last few months, we've heard that phrase, the new normal, to talk about life with social distancing and wearing masks as an everyday part of life now. It can be tempting to look back at those old bones of how life used to be, to remember the good old days, and wonder how could we bring those days back. But we, like the Judeans in exile, can be so caught up in our despair that we lose faith that God will deliver us. We can be stuck in the valley of dry bones, unable to see the new thing that God is doing all around us, because all we can see are fossils of what once was. What would it be like if we traveled to the petrified forest natural park and lamented the dead trees all around? We would completely miss the beautiful painted vistas of desert, the glimmering precious stones contained within those former trees, and the wildflowers blooming across the desert hills. 
God is making things new around us. And we are called to prophesy, to make a way where there is no way, to do justice, to love mercy, and walk humbly with God. We will walk through this valley together, seeing new life brought forth all around us. There are dry bones that God is transforming in our midst. For our church here at Central, we've seen the incredible blessing of reconnecting with members of our church from all over the world thanks to this online worship experience. We've also connected with new folks who wouldn't be able to worship with us in person. We've discovered how to connect virtually in small groups in ways that we hadn't imagined before. We have new people in Bible study and in small groups we're so grateful for these opportunities in the midst of this challenge. It's helping us to envision what might we do in the next couple of years when we tear down our building and we begin construction of our new facility that will have space for worship and preschool and also 144 units of affordable housing. For our community here in Arlington, we have seen that grassroots organization that has happened over these last few weeks. As people call for justice, they organize marches almost daily here in Arlington and downtown in D.C. We've finally seen so many white people notice and acknowledge some for the first time the racial inequity that remains in our nation. People who have never spoken up before are finally willing to speak up against the sin of racism. There are new voices proclaiming that until black lives matter, all lives don't matter. We have heard bones crying out not to be rebuilt as they once were, but to be resurrected to new life and new possibility that includes liberation for all people. And God asks, can these bones live? What are the bones around us desperately seeking resurrection? What are the bones that are beginning to rattle as God is doing a new thing in them? What bones are crying out to us in our church, in our country, and in our world? that we might prophesy to them and proclaim that God is with them and God is faithful and God is bringing new life. Because God asks us, can these bones live? And what is our answer? Are we willing to do what is needed to bring life to the dry, bitter bones of our world today? It's work that requires each of us to respond to God's invitation to proclaim, as Ezekiel did, to share a prophetic message of God with us, a message of deliverance, a promise that old bones can find new life, and that God is always faithful. God breathed new life into those bones only after Ezekiel did his part and proclaimed deliverance. How will we lift our voices today so that God will breathe new life into the bones surrounding us? I ask you to take a moment of silence with me now, to breathe together and to listen to God asking us today,
can these bones live? Holy living God, we are grateful for your call to us today to claim the power of resurrection that comes to us through our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to proclaim with our breath the Ruach, the Spirit of God that is alive and well in us, that cries out for deliverance for all. Thank you, Lord for the invitation that you give to each of us to proclaim your good news to this world. In your holy name I pray. Amen. <laughs>